Most of the time when a couple talks separation, it's honestly really just a first step toward divorce. But it doesn't have to be. In fact, a strategic separation can be a catalyst to rekindle the love that brought you together and grow individually. Today's show is a frank and honest conversation about the ins and outs of making separation a positive step. The Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Every couple wants to have a great marriage, but the trials and challenges of life pull us in different directions. So each week we talk with amazing couples who share their stories and incredible experts who share their wisdom about building a life together. At the end of every show, we challenge you to play along at home and build more intimacy and connection in your marriage by having the conversations that matter. Welcome to the show. This is Danielle and Justin, and we are so glad that you're joining us today. Yeah, this is episode 78, and we have brought back one of our favorite guests, pastor and relationship coach, Bill Munch, and we're having a really difficult conversation. Yes. So the reality is that every couple goes through hard stuff together. It is unavoidable. Right. Uh, And sometimes there is some kind of a supreme ordeal, something just so big, a crisis or betrayal that just leaves a couple feeling broken and hurt. And how do you move forward past that? Do you just keep going like nothing has happened? No. Um, I feel like sometimes, and this is something like as a marriage coach, people ask us, like, what do you think about divorce? What do you think about separation? And the truth is, I believe that separation sometimes is the seismic shift that some people need to reset to gain a new perspective. When, When it's done well. Yeah. And that's that's the conversation we're having with Bill today. Yeah, and that's true too because so many people when you hear the word separation, it's just a preamble to divorce. Yeah. And that is just most of the cases. So so listen, um here's the reality. We have walked with couples through this. Uh we've been doing this for a long time and we get how hard this kind of a season can be. And so we're in no way minimizing that. Um, but what we want to do is have a really honest conversation about it. So uh, this one is, it's, it's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. uh, particularly for, for those who have a faith background where we, we talk about the sanctity of marriage and the holiness of marriage and all of that. And how, when we talk about things like separation and divorce, it can be triggering yeah. But I, I but the thing that I took away from this conversation with Bill Munch was that there are really great couples that want to honor their mm-hmm. commitment that they've made. They don't want it to end in divorce, but at this time they feel like separation is an option for the ultimate success of their marriage. Yeah. And that's the way that they look at it. We are not advocating a, you know, drawn out separation towards divorce kind of a situation. We this is a tool where you we're talking about how you get a strategic separation. That's something yeah. very different than from what a lot of people yeah. view as a separation. Well, and and to be upfront, Danielle and I are almost always going to be 
on the side of creating restoration, healing and restoration and wholeness sure. back into your relationship. So if, I, I don't know, if you find yourself in this place, if this topic is resonating with you, or if you know somebody who's in this place, we'd really encourage you to share the episode with them. Um, but reach out as well, because folks in that place need support. So without any further ado, we're going to jump into our conversation with Bill Munch. Okay, so Bill Munch, 17 years of experience in biblical counseling, spent countless hours deepening and strengthening relationships, families, marriages all over the U.S. Including ours. Yes. And he currently serves as the lead pastor of Redemption City Church in Round Rock, Texas, just outside of Austin. Not to mention, he's been on our show once before, and his episode was so crazy popular. We just had to have him back on the show. Yes. Thanks, And Bill. we've got a super easy topic for you today. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> he did so well last time. We thought, hey, Bill, let's talk about separation. You know, that's a, that's a nice, good, juicy topic to jump into. Welcome to the show, Bill. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for the, thanks for the softball topic. <laughs> yeah. Softball. Anytime, brother. Hey, yeah. that's how you know a pastor is worth his sauce when he can right. really jump in the weeds with you. Well, we, we started talking uh, about brainstorming topics and everything. And, and this topic came up and we looked at each other like, who, who the heck can we get to talk about this? And there was only one person, you. Yeah, like, everybody else the only person did not return that, our call. That, no. Well, no, not that they didn't return. You're the only person we called because like I, I just I don't know anybody else who has the the chutzpah hmm. to to deal with the topic in, in a way. And we've had conversations about this before. Yeah, absolutely. You and I have. So I, I just I'm so excited to have you here and and to dig into this. So typically when you work with couples, I know you work with a lot of couples at your church and and outside all over the US. What kind of couples do you work with? Yeah. So we we work with couples um at all stages of their relationships. Um you know, obviously we work with couples who've been married 25 years. We work with couples who are just in the dating process. You know, the thing we found out uh is whether you're dating, whether you're engaged, whether you're married, nobody wants to suck at relationships. And, mm-hmm. and, so, and so we we just feel like, man, we just want to be a part of helping people deepening their intimacy and connection and love in relationship, you know. Uh, and so we work with all different types of couples. We work with couples in crisis. We work with couples who divorced. And so we see it all and we do it all and because relationships matter. Yeah. Now, you personally, so you've been married how long? I will be will be married 24 years this November. So we're 23 years in. Woo, you going to do something good for 25? I hope. We are. Man, we are we're hopeful to go to uh, the Mediterranean and uh, spend some time in Rome and maybe do a little cruise. Ooh, I like it. I love that. Justin write that we're, down. We're a couple we years do that. we're a couple years out of our 20th. Yeah, and, so 25 so is coming been, up for us too. We've been starting to talk about that. There yeah. you go. Okay, so now one. have the two of you ever been in a place where, you know, you really thought your marriage was in crisis, you needed some serious help? Oh, absolutely. You know, for us, it was, it was, year, it was year 10. Uh, you know, there's seasons, and here's the thing, there's seasons of relationships and there's seasons of marriage. Uh, you know, the first, I don't know, first five years, it's all fun right? It's new. You're figuring each other out. You know, it's, we, we, you know, you think sex fixes everything. It's kind of like duct tape. And so you just, everything's great, new, fun. And then you get through, you start having kids, you start 
working on career or in our case ministry, I sold my business and went into ministry. And so year 10, 11 was really a, uh, man, it was a, it was a, it was a crisis moment. We, we didn't realize that we were absolutely alone in our marriage. Uh, we didn't realize that we had reached a point where we had spent so much energy, effort, time focused on everyone else, but us. And so we were kind of like roommates, uh, living in the same house, going in the same direction, just doing it alone. And, uh, and so it was definitely a crisis moment for us where we kind of realized, man, I don't know you like I, like I should. It's not good. And what isn't, did it, you- isn't it funny? It, it almost takes a crisis for us to, to realize how, mu- how far into that roommate zone we are. Uh-huh. Like we had the same thing at, at probably three or four years in. Hmm. Uh, absolutely. And I, I don't think, it, you know, we, we weren't looking for a crisis. A crisis sure. just shows up and you realize, almost like you realize you're in it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my gosh. And it's that wake up moment of how did we get here? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and here's the thing. It, it's not like there wasn't major stuff malfunctioning in our marriage, but, but there wasn't anything healthy either. There wasn't anything healthy physically, relationally, or spiritually. Mm-hmm. And so we were just existing and realized that, that we can't sustain this. Yeah. And, and it's, you're right. It, crisis is inevitable. There, there's going to be something that comes along. Yeah. Some, some kind of death, betrayal, crisis, something. Uh-huh. It, it will. Like, uh, every marriage that that we know that we touch life with either has gone through something or is going through something absolutely uh, within the last two or three years sure absolutely yep it's part of you know I, I say it this way some of the greatest some of the greatest joy and pleasure that you will ever experience in life will happen uh, in your marriage in your relationship and then some of the greatest pain and loss you'll ever experience will happen in your relationship in your marriage yeah. So, it's, it's, it's the risks of a relationship it really is. And I think it's, it's the story that plays out, right? Every story has, there's some kind of a, there's trials and challenges. There's some kind of a Supreme ordeal. And through the course of the story, the heroes, the couple come out the other side, either better or worse off for it. Yes, absolutely. You're exactly right. Absolutely. So- so what types, what kind of things did you consider doing when you were in that crisis place? Well, you know, thankfully for us, we had couples who jumped in with us and for us. And that's a big deal. We never got to the desperation stage of, man, are we done? Uh, we, we, we luckily were enough I guess early on in the stage of crisis in our, in our marriage to say, okay, this is not good. And if we don't do something, it, we're not going to make it. Um, but we had some couples who, who just jumped in and, and just kind of just walked, locked arms with us and said, Hey, this, let's figure this out together. And we needed that. We say it this way, couples need couples. We, we, we have to have that. And so we knew we needed a counseling. We knew we needed help. Uh, we needed to, to re reprioritize. We were way overcommitted in our schedule and then deeply un- underconnected relationally. And so we knew we had to change some things in our marriage and our relationship. Now you spoke to the idea of community and just having these healthy couples around you. And I know that uh, as a pastor, you know, there are couples that land in your office. Have you ever had couples where you suggested separation as a real option for them? You know, for me, what I've done uh, as it relates to separation, you know, most of the times couples will come in and, and ask about separation. And so 
you know, we got to be very, very careful when we, we walk with couples, especially in crisis, because you got to know their story. You got to know where they're coming from uh, before you, you offer anything. And so it's for me, it's when someone comes in asking for separation or, you know, you know, there's been a couple of times that I've said, hey, it, it, it probably is going to be a good thing to spend some time away. Uh, obviously, I, I think number one is, man, if there's abuse happening in a relationship, man, absolutely. Separation, sure. man, it, it just you, you need to that's just that's not that's not good. And, and so now if that's emotional abuse, you know, that's where you kind of get into the to splitting hairs. Well, what's emotional abuse? You know, you, you have a temper. Well, you have anger. Or, or is it really someone berating and manipulating somebody emotionally and, and really just something where you're just tearing someone down? And so it's separation is, you know, is one of those things. I, I think we've been talking about, you know, previously, just you, you better have a strategic focus if you're going to walk somebody through a time of separation because separation without strategy is suicide for a marriage. Yeah. Uh, the two becoming one. And anytime you try to, that, that word, even in the Hebrew talks about cementing, it's about permanency. And anytime you try to pull at those foundations, it's not just going to hurt. You're going to, you're going to rip some things apart. And so you, you better have a strategy for that. And so, you know, we, we take that very, very serious, Deb and I, when we sit down with a couple who's talking through separation, uh, we have, you know, some people, some friends and some other people in our life who, who are going through that now. And so it's, and it's not an easy cut and dry, oh, here, here here's your sheet of paper. Here's the steps. It, here's the checklist to determine yes. whether or not you should separate. And yeah, it, it is a case by case, moment by moment, uh, walking with them through it. And that's the other thing. If you're not willing to do that, then you don't need to be a part of the process <laughs> of, of giving your opinion to somebody relationally, if you're not willing to get involved, especially as we're talking about separation. I hear you saying that there has to be a strategy involved for the, for you as a pastor to recommend separation. It has to have the ultimate goal of reconciliation. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, for, you know, for me, I think when, when somebody comes in, I always say, you know, whether we're starting from a crisis moment or which is usually where we're at, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they, they've had <laughs> uh, years of just neglect in their relationship, no communication, hurt and pain unresolved, conflict still there. And of course, they're showing up in your in your home or your office and, and they expect you to have this magic pill. And so when we get to this point where somebody throws out separation, you know, my first thing is, is, is saying, hey, you know, number one, Make a choice because it is a choice. Intimacy is a choice. It won't happen by chance. Make a choice to be committed right now to fight for your marriage. That everything we, we have after this moment, we're going to talk through strategy. We're going to talk through options. We're going to talk to things you can do. But I, I can't fight for your marriage. That has to, you have to own that. I, I got my own marriage. I got to fight for I don't need someone else's. And so we make, you know, we just say, <laughs> make a, make a commitment right now that you're going to fight for your marriage. And then and secondly, we, we say, you know, you need some help. You know, um, sometimes I can walk through, I don't, you know, I don't have a, a psychology or a counseling degree, but I've done this for so long, but if there's, there's some things that I, I'll just refer out and say, listen, you know, you really need to go talk to a professional. Uh, there may be addiction issues. There may be uh, some other stuff going on that needs to get dealt with so that you can work on the relationship. And so yeah. separation sometimes that needs to happen so that there's some, you know, personal pain that gets healed and some, you know, so sharing and caring can take place and healing can take place. And so, uh, you know, we, 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 we bring that on the table at, at the front and then, you know, it's just, it's so important as we, we just kind of help people 
with this idea of, of separation to know that, listen, at the end of the day, God's heart is for reconciliation. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's for two becoming one. That's his purpose and plan in your marriage. Couples just don't realize, um, <laughs> they think separation is just a choice. It's just a simple check the box, as you say. Um, or but, pre-divorce. It's our pre-divorce yeah. step. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, they, they see, I call it a soft divorce. It really is uh, when it doesn't, when it has no strategy, it's just, you know, it's just, well, it's just an easy way to let this person down. It's just an easy way to kind of back away slowly, man. That is one. And I don't know about you. That's one of the most painful things I've seen in a relationship is when one person is fighting for a marriage and the other person is just trying to softly walk away. Yeah. And so they use separation as a way to do that. And that's, I, I just think that's not, that's not, that's not wise. That's not strategically looking at separation as a way to reconcile. Uh, I think so there's, there's three ways that it tends to show up that I've seen. Mm-hmm. One is a couple and they're struggling and they know it. And yeah. they, and some crisis has come along. And so they, they say, let's separate. Mm-hmm. Like they say it. Yeah. The other option is one of them says, I'm done. Yep. <laughs> and yep. so they compromise to a separ- yep. separation. And the third is it just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it just happens. They might even be living in the same place, yep. but, but there's such a wall between them that, that the physical separation is, it's, it's nothing. It's just a logical next step. Like you said, no, you're exactly right. That's, that's, you're, you're exactly right. You know, separation is not a, <laughs> they think it's people, a lot of people think it's a location issue. It's a relationship issue. Separation uh, happens a, happens a long time before people ever move out of that same address. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. Whether it's emotionally, whether it's physically, you know, a relation, whatever it is. And so you're, you're absolutely right. But I think, again, coming back to what we're talking about is strategy is so important for separation. Yeah. Because if not, so what it, kind of strategies would they have? I know every couple is different, but mm-hmm. what are some possible strategies that a couple might kind of go after yes. Or goals might they go after in that period of separation? Well, yeah. So for, for me, you know, uh, I always, you know, again, making sure that foundation is, is for re-engagement. But, you know, for me, I, I, going at, at the beginning, making sure they set a time frame. I think it's healthy. In the past, we've had some couples who are dealing with so much pain, so much hurt in their relationship that they, they can't even emotionally and physically engage because what we call it, there's just too much stuff in their cup. There's too much stuff in their past they have to work through. And so we kind of approach it as, okay, I need to get some healing personally so that I can begin to, to, to focus and have the bandwidth and the capacity to work on us. Mm-hmm. So I have to work on me before I work on us. Now, you know, the risk is somebody can use it as a cop-out. Somebody can say, well, you know, yeah, it's not you, it's me. I'm going to go get fixed. I'm going to work on me and then we'll work on us. And then they never, they never come back. Yeah. Or it's her and yeah. I don't really have any work yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah. She needs, <laughs> she needs the help or he, he's the one that is it. Yeah. And it, absolutely. So you've got to come to the table and say, listen, we all have issues. Or yeah. the, the other one that I, that I've, I've seen a lot is, is uh, with the guy or g- girl will be, uh, Hey, I'm doing everything I can. If yeah. he or she wants to say, okay, that's fine. Yep. That's fine. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm good. I'm doing my work. Yeah, that's right. And, it, you know, and again, that, that comes back to that at the very beginning, man, are you going to fight for your marriage? Mm-hmm. It, it's not easy. Oh my gosh. Like you guys say, you've been married 20 years. We, we've been married almost 24 and been together almost 30. You know how many times I, I, I got up and said, man, I could just easily say I'm done. Yeah. 
I'm starting. I'm hitting reset. See ya. I mean, it's just it's not just it's not just the crisis moments that that happens. Those are moments that you you know, man. If you don't have a a goal in mind of of where you're leading your marriage, you'll never get there. You man, it's just it's not going to happen. And so, and I think another component of this is separation. Again, what you talked about is it's not just a proximity issue. Uh, people separate long before they ever leave homes and have different places of addresses and living. And uh, separation really is a hard issue. And, and so uh, keeping couples engaged in that process is so important. Um, you know, we talked about this last time because it's, uh, you can't, it, it's so hard to work on a relationship when you're not present, mm-hmm. whether physically or relationally. And so separation, if you don't have that strategy, man, it actually, I think, just hastens and helps the divorce happen sooner versus helping a relationship stay together. So working on your own individual mm-hmm. is one possible strategy. Correct. Are there any other strategies that you see that that can work for a separation? Uh, another one is, you know, obviously the, the betrayal and the trust is a big one. Mm-hmm. That, that's another one we see all the time where, you know, someone is deeply betrayed. They're, I'm out, I'm, I'm moving out, I'm leaving, I'm done with you. And, and I think, honestly, I can understand that from a personal hurt betrayal. Uh, when someone feels that, it's it's pretty raw. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to, you kind of have to wade through that emotion um, mm-hmm. and, and get to the, back to the the rationale of, okay, hey, let's, you know, can we, can we have a conversation? Is this... 15 year marriage, 20 year marriage, is it really worth fighting for right now? I understand what you're feeling. And so sometimes people, they just, they're so disgusted or they're so at a moment of emotional betrayal and, and physical betrayal that they're like, I, I just need space. And I understand that. But again, you, you, you better have a strategy with that uh, because if not, they just check out. So you, you had mentioned earlier, like some legitimate reasons for a separation would be abuse. Yep. And you just said a betrayal. Are there any other circumstances where you see as separation could be helpful or beneficial? I, I don't typically recommend a separation on a lot of instances, only because it's hard to work on a, on a marriage and a relationship when you're not there. Pretty much the ones that we have walked through with couples. So there's not a lot of other areas that we, we've recommended separation for people. We've seen what, ha- we've seen what happens. The couples don't come back. They use it as a, as a soft way to walk away versus to, to fight and reconcile. So in the midst of the, the separation conversation, uh, like what I've, what I've been picking up from what we've talked about so far is really th- there's creating some space to process through the emotion yeah. to get back to a decision point. Yes. To where we can make an, uh, an active, rational choice. Yeah. Um, I think the second piece that we've kind of talked about is getting honest about what you really want. Yep. And and what's really happened, the history and the hurts that yep. have happened. Yep. Because there is no way forward if yep. we're not being honest about where we're at, what we want, and what's happened. Yeah. And I think I think they have to also own their part. Yes. It, it's not always it's it's never hundred percent the other person. It can be. It's it's just, you're in a relationship. You have you know, you, you have a part of this, this process. We'll get back to our conversation with Bill Munch in just a moment, but we wanted to take a minute to talk with you about what it takes to build a legendary marriage. Yeah, today we're going to focus on community because we believe isolation is the enemy of a legendary marriage and community is a big part of the solution. Yes. You see, the truth is your spouse cannot meet all of your relational needs and it's crazy to try to make them. 
Doing that creates just unneeded strain and codependence, and it simply isn't healthy. Yeah, men need to connect in community with other good men, and women need the same with other good women. Amen. And together, you need a few couples who can stand with you to find a way over, around, or through every challenge life has to offer. Yes. So we all long for a place to belong, right? Where we're supported and encouraged and where we can do the same for others. So our community on Facebook makes it easy. The Legendary Marriage Group is a place where you can connect with other couples who refuse to settle for an ordinary marriage. So come join the conversations. Share your ideas, insights, experiences, and victories and failures in a circle of men and women who will support and encourage you. Be a part of this movement of couples who are transforming their marriages and their families forever. It's really an amazing group of men and women. We hope to see you there soon. Find us at legendarymarriage.com slash community. And now back to the second half of our conversation with Bill Munch. You know, there's a couple of boundaries that, that we kind of set and I think are so important if you're going to look at separation as a strategic focus for your relationship, for, for reconciliation or re-engagement. Um, you know, one of that is, I, I would say, man, set a specific time. It is never good to just say, oh, hey, we're just gonna we're just gonna separate. We we really don't know how long, uh, and we'll just kind of feel it out and, and figure it out as we go. That's insane. That's like, you know, I don't know how, what we're gonna spend our money on. We're just you know we're just gonna kind of spin it and see how it goes. Yeah, we know how that works. <laughs> yeah, that always turns out well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, so I would say, you know, okay, six months. Six months should be plenty of time for someone to to, to work through at least have be, begin to recover some emotional a space in their life and in, in, in their hearts and relationship. Uh, if there's kids involved, that's even, that's even a stickier situation because now you've got other people being torn uh, in this, in this marriage and family. And so, you know, maybe even, I would say maybe in three months uh, to, to do that, but that should be enough time to work on you and work on your marriage and relationship and see where you're at in this process of, are we going to, are we going to choose to fight? Are we going to choose to, we're just going to, we're going to walk away. Uh, and so I would say set a, set a time, you know, the, the second thing is, is, and this this one is tricky because it's weird. And so the second boundary is this, is live. If you're going to separate, then you need to live independently from one another. So are you able, should you see each other or talk to each other or text each other? Or? Yeah, absolutely. But I think there needs to be boundaries. If your wife is asked for a separation and she's moved out or the husband has asked for separation, right? How do I say this tactfully? There's no booty calls. Yeah. Right. If you're, <laughs> there's no, uh, Hey, something's broke at the house. Can you come fix it? Look, if, if you're, if you're trying to say, okay, I think we we're better apart than, than together, then you need to feel what it feels like to be apart. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't muddy up and gray this area. Oh, well, we're just, we're separated, but you know, he's, he's coming over and reading three, four nights a week with the kids. Cause it's for the kids or we're doing this. And, uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't date. Absolutely. But it needs to it needs to feel like a separation because you need to understand this is what I'm feeling apart from you, mm-hmm. right? Which I think you know is is healthy in a sense that now you're feeling the weight of consequence. Okay, if I choose to do this, this is what life is going to look like. That you shouldn't feel the benefits of being separated and married. I think you've got to choose either we're, I'm going to we're going to be married and all right we're going to work through, or we're going to try separation, but you need to feel separated. There needs to be, and so don't don't cloud up. I guess is what I'm saying, uh, because it, it just doesn't work. It's not healthy. It, it actually, I think, it, it hinders 
separation from from bringing you back to a point of decision and reconciliation. That's yeah. so interesting that you say that because I feel I feel the tension in, yes. in just you saying that because what if there's a situation where you know obviously you said one of the first steps is you need to work on yourself yep. and you know maybe there wasn't a he cheated on me or anything like that. Maybe it was a, I I just don't trust you or he has an addiction problem or something like that. And you think, well, I can still, you know, hang out with him on the weekends and bring the kids and we can go to the park and, you know, do that kind of thing while he still does his work with his therapist Monday through Friday or something like that. Right. And that, that still may be an option. Again, this is, here's the thing with separations. Every situation is so different. Sure. Um, but if you've got a spouse who, let's say, let's say it's the husband who says, I don't want to be married to you anymore. And I need a kind of a hangout buddy on the weekend. I, I want to be able to come hang out with you and the kids. Well, that's, that's not good. Why in the world should he get his independence and freedom and yet also have a family when, when and where he wants them uh, and, and be part of her life? There's got to be this sense of, okay, what do you want? Do you want me or do you want you? Want you? I mean, it's, marriage is selflessness. And so you've got to decide what, what's this going to look like? What are you going to do with this? And so I'm not saying, and because obviously you want to make the, you want to take care of the kids. You want to make sure the kids are feeling uh, both loved and cared for and not feeling this weight of, oh my gosh, our whole world's coming down. You're exactly right in that. But you, you just, you got to know your boundaries up front of what you, you, you will and won't do uh, in this time of separation as a couple. So if something breaks at that, let's say the wife is at the house with the kids and, and she's wanted the separation and he's devastated and he's in an apartment and she, something's going down at the house. All right, here's the deal. If something breaks, guess what? If you're separated, call a repair guy. Now that's, yeah. you're saying, well, that's kind of rude. I'm just saying, if you never feel what it feels like to be separated, then how do you know that you want to be separated, that you want a divorce? Uh, you know, and we have, we have a lot of couples that we've worked with who have muddied this up and it, and it only prolongs separation. Mm-hmm. It only mm-hmm. prolongs the pain. It's very painful because then there's mixed signals being sent to, to, to the spouse. Well, okay. You were committed last weekend because we spent three days together. Right. And everything felt like it was what it used to be. And now this week, I, you don't even respond to my texts. Right. And so it's just like, wait a minute. So it, it, it it's in the old school, right. Of, uh, Define the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Are you getting friend zone this weekend? Or are you? Are we? Are we an item? Right? You remember yeah, those there, days? there aren't many all or nothing. Really, there aren't many all or nothing things. A lot of people say I'm an all or nothing guy. Blah blah blah. There really aren't many all or nothing circumstances you or situations in, in life. Yeah. But marriage, it's yes. an all or nothing. Yes, I agree. You're exactly right. And so, so like I said, set those boundaries. We said, you know. Um, the second thing was, you know, live independently. You need to feel that. And the third thing is this, don't date. Yeah. I mean, abandon romantic relationships. You know, so many people, it's, it's, it's man, it, it, it breaks my heart that oh, we're going to separate. And then all of a sudden they're out on uh, posting stuff on Facebook with other people that they're dating. Like, wait a minute, you're married. How can you, how can you work on a relationship when you're, giving things and pieces of your way yourself away to other people you know we've talked about this before but intimacy intimacy huge this is those intimacy ingredients of knowing and caring how can you how can you know and care uh, care for somebody you're not spending time with so if there's a separation and a strategic focus is to get to reconciliation 
then you need to put that investment into this person that may, and you're hoping we're going to be reconciled. So, you know, we, we just say, and you should not be dating other people. That, that's a deal breaker. As I, yeah, I was about to say, I've heard people say like, maybe if they get out there in the dating world again, they'll have right. some perspective and see how hard it is and how much other people are horrible. And then they can go back to their spouse. That's the smaller brain talking. Yeah, yeah you're exactly right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly right. That's, you know, that's the old adage of, hey, you know, the grass is greener, right? And, and yet yeah. the grass you're standing on is dying underneath you because you're standing on it and you're not watering it and taking care of it. And, and if and you so, go stand on that other grass for a while, yeah. guess what will happen to that grass? That's exactly right. Everything that's a part of you is going to go with you in that other relationship. And it's going to suck. You know, it's, it, absolutely. Uh, and so I think that's, that's huge because, you know, listen, the way we're wired and created by God, we're, we're, we're wired to connect. And so wherever you invest yourself, your heart, your emotion, you're, you're going to connect with those people. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, if you're, if you're separating, um, for a strategic time to, to focus and so, you know, there is still a component of, so how do you re-engage this person that you're separated from? You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's that, you know, when you're separated, is there, I think you could date, you should date, you should spend some time with one another strategically to see, okay, are these connections still there? Are we going to be able to, to work through this? Anytime you muddy those waters with other people, even as friends, right? <laughs> air quotes. Yeah, air quotes. Well, friends. yeah, it, it's uh, you're right. The, on the the live independently from each other, uh, but if you're going to date, it's got you got to go back to basics. Yeah. Yes. It's got to go back to that to that very beginning of the relationship yes. where you're you're really courting. Put yes. some effort into it. And then, Bring your A game. And then you said number three is no dating or relationships outside of the marriage. And, and I think we got to be really specific here because screwing around, hooking yeah. up on Tinder or, and, Bumble, and Flibber yeah. and whatever else there is out there, <laughs> you know, doing that stuff, it, it's not going to move forward. And frankly, yeah. the, the stake, and this is what I really want to, Oh, take the conversation just like next. on for just online relationships or is that just allowed? any kind of oh. Im- investing your emotional yes. Yes. energy your yep. emotional intimacy or physical intimacy with somebody else it's not going to serve you doing the healing as you're separated it's not going to serve the marriage whether you're as you're trying to determine how to be restored or not it's not going to serve anything Okay, before you go on to the next thing, I want to ask Bill one more question because this may be one other thing to add into this. You'd said one of your strategies for reconciliation is doing your own work on yourself. That's right. Is there a place for accountability in that separation? Like you say, I'm going to be going to therapy twice a week and you're each working on yourself. Is there an accountability peace between the two of you that's a valid type of strategy or you could just say okay go with god do your thing and i'm going to do my thing and we'll see how it goes in 90 days or can we still go back and forth with it that's a great question because because what you're bringing into this is a faith component am i going to hold an expectation over this person to do their to do what they need to be doing while i do what i need to be doing um, and so here's the deal with me. I, I think accountability is a piece of this, but I also think faith is, is huge. I've got to trust uh, in God who's, who's sovereign and faithful. I'm not going to grow weary in doing good, right? Galatians 6 tells mm-hmm. us, 6 nine. So God, I can only control me. I can't control him. I can't control her. I'm hopeful 
And I'm prayerful that God, he or she's going to do with that work and is working towards reconciliation. But at the end of the day, I've got to trust you. Uh, in that same breath, I'm also not going to turn my eye to the fact that if, for instance, here I am and I'm, I'm working on me and I look over and my wife hasn't been to her counselor in eight weeks, I'm going to say something. I, I'm not going to say, hey, what's wrong? You know, you're, you don't care. You're the, I'm not, it's not going to become a you conversation. It's going to be a point of need to say, hey, you know, I just want you to know I'm working on me. And it would really mean a lot if, if you were working on you. Uh, because I want you to know that I'm working on our marriage. And I'm working on me for that purpose. And so, again, there's this vulnerability piece, right, of accountability that says, I'm not just holding you to the fire. I, there's a purpose there. And I'm vulnerably sharing with you why I'm doing this. You know, that says a lot about the heart of that person for the marriage. And so th- there is an accountability piece, but it's got to be after a faith piece of you trusting the Lord and you doing what you need to do and not, you know, you do what you can do and you trust God to do what he can do. Because if you don't do that, you know the game. It's just tit for tat. It's just, look what I've done. And what, why aren't you doing this? And how come you haven't done that? And look, and so that's, that's not healthy either. So I want to talk for a minute about steaks, not like mm. Mm, steak, but mm, the, a one. The, in, in these, in these circumstances, the stakes are so ridiculously high. Yep. And I don't think that even in the, in the greatest moments of clarity, I don't think we really understand that because yep. in the middle of it, you just can't see it. Yep. And I think there, there are stakes and yes, there's financial stakes, yep. right? And that's the one I hear guys talk about this all the time Yep. about getting about just the, the financial stakes of it. And it's, it's scary. Yep. The legal stakes, the, you know, custody and, and all of that stuff that goes yep. into it. But more importantly than that, there's the relational and the spiritual yeah. Like there, this is, this is something, uh, yep. health of a marriage, a separation, a divorce, it's going to have a ripple effect for uh, generations really. Yes, absolutely. So, so talk about that a little bit, man. Uh, you, you hit it, man. The, the relational stake is the biggest. It's not the financial <laughs> man. I've walked with so many couples who have divorced, uh, and, and have, tried to stay together and man it's it's there's a lot of tears there's a lot of heartbreak there's a lot of uh, ripping away of of uh, just relation relational binds that you have uh, kids with one another it's devastating and yet I think going into when we talk about separation we don't see that we don't imagine that conversation up front imagine all the, the consequences you see, you know, and you probably should have that conversation up front with couples to say, all right, if you're willing and ready to see your reputation thrown around and slung in mud, you know, I've seen that with couples. If you're ready to see your kids used as pawns, you know, get, get ready for that. You know, you're ready to, to be slandered by, you know, this and, and you're going to lose friendship. I mean, think about this, think about the couples where you're, you're, you have couples have couples, we have friends and then one of them divorce. How do you deal with that? Well, we can't, now I can't spend time with this person because you know, well, you know, when her husband's not there and now, you know, now it's awkward because now she's got her new guy or he's got his new girl and dude, it's crappy. Yeah. The, 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 the relationships, it, it messes every, every relational attachment to those people are affected. I mean, think about the church. I, I mean, we being at the church, man, when you have a separation or a divorce in the church and then you've got, okay, now you've got, and you have alliances that show up. Well, I'm, I'm on this, you know, 
because he's been talking to these people about her or she's been talking to her people about him. And all of a sudden now you've got these division, you know, and God forbid people ever get together and talk, <laughs> uh, but they draw lines and make assumptions. And you know what happens when you make assumptions. <laughs> and so it's devastating. You know, I've seen the eyes of broken men who walk in with their, their child after a separation has gone to divorce and they still love their wife and they would do anything. And, and granted, it was probably a lot of his fault, you know, and I worked through with, with these, these couples trying to get them. And, and, you know, she reached a point where she was done. This, the, I call it the emotional switch was flipped and she wasn't going back. And I get that and I understand that. And he does too. Now that's the problem. It is the vast majority uh, in, in separations and divorces. The vast majority are initiated by women, aren't they? I, I don't know the statistical data on that, but, but in my experience, you're exactly right. That, that is, that's, it is interesting. Um, and I think it's because emotionally they get to a point where I'm out. And once a, a, a woman has flipped that switch, it is very difficult. It's hard to get that, that switch back on when, yeah. uh, when she's done. Hey, we'll wrap up this conversation with Bill Munch in just a minute, but I wanted to let you all know about a special offer we've got going on right now. If your marriage isn't all you want it to be, then Danielle and I might be able to help. For more than 10 years, we've been coaching and mentoring couples, helping them find a way over, around, or through every kind of challenge in life and marriage. Over the years, we've identified some core issues that couples face, and we've designed a five-session coaching program to help you turn the busyness of life into the backdrop for a legendary marriage. This program is designed to give you the skills and tools to get unstuck, dump the drama, and start having more fun and adventure together. Legendary Marriage Coaching is a great option for couples who are sick of settling for ordinary. Now, we only offer a few spots at any given time, so space is limited. You can find out more at legendarymarriage.com slash coaching. If you're interested, you can let us know right there on that page. We'd love to see if we can help you out. And now let's finish up our conversation with Bill Munch. That's, that's why you have these boundaries and separation, not just for her, but for him, because if he, you know, he needs to re-engage, she needs to re-engage. You need to answer that question. Am I going to fight for this? And if not, then, then I get, you know, then be done. Don't, don't, don't just lead people on. Uh, that's another thing that's devastating is, is we see this and people use separation as kind of this, again, that soft divorce. Mm-hmm. That is the most painful thing I've had to watch our friends and, and people in ministry go through is leaving hope out there, but it's not really hope, right? It's a hook without a worm and they bite and it's just boom that they're, they're caught and they don't know, they don't know how to, to walk away. Uh, even when their other spouse is, it's just, they've, they've been done. So it's just, you know, the relational stakes you talk about, man, are so, so key. And they affect every, every person connected to them. It really does. Friendships, the church, uh, I mean, it's just the kids, families. It's just, it is, it's devastating. So again, which goes back to your point of have a plan, be strategic. Again, if there's a, if there's a separation that's going to help, then then let's get a plan and let's work the plan. Uh, you know, set the boundaries, don't date, don't change. You know, the other thing we see is people get into it and they change the rules, right? They start, mm-hmm. they start shading the boundaries. What, what, what used to not be right. Yeah. Hey, we've been, we spent three months and we've been doing it right. And things were moving and all of a sudden, Hey, we, maybe we should, uh, you know, have a hookup. Maybe we should have a getaway. And we're like, 
wait a minute, that's what married people do, right? So don't, no, stick to the plan, right? If you're ready to say, I want to move back in and I want to re, then move back in, re-engage. Awesome, right? That's great. But, but don't, you know, don't change the rules. And uh, that, that's, it's just, you know, be strategic with separation. That's, that's just the, the thing you couldn't, you couldn't hit enough. It's so important to have a plan and, and stick with it. And then having people to walk with you through it, because I promise you, and you know this to be true, when we're weak and we're struggling and we're hurt and we're in pain, um, dude, that's the worst time to be alone trying to figure stuff out. And it's when we, we get the, the, the shame cloud. Yes. Yeah. So, so people withdraw even more. And I, yeah. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to tell anybody about what's going on. I don't want to be authentic about it. And yep. it's just and another f- step toward ruin. I feel like, especially at church too, yes. I mean, as a pastor, if you're saying, listen, I'm going to support you in this yep. strategic separation. We're all on the same page. We've established yep. the boundaries. We know what the end game is. We know what we're going to work on. Yep. Um, but the reality is you go to church with other people that, like you said, talk and take sides. And, yep. you know, we're going to talk about this in the women's prayer group. And we're going to talk about this in the men's Bible study group. Yep. And does the church as a whole you know, do you think the church can come behind the whole idea of a strategic separation? Yeah, I think, think about it. Think about the way the church should play in community, right? We don't just, we don't play air quotes on Sundays. No, we do life together. Well, guess what? Sometimes doing life means going through the muck and the, 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 the heartbreak and the, the work of people who are, who are, who want to bail on their marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, and so there needs to be people in their life who we call it kind of like backup singers, right? Who are going to, they're going to sing uh, for, they're going to champion each other. They're going to champion the marriage. Hey, hey, your kids are worth, your, your marriage is worth fighting for, for the kids alone. There, there needs to be people behind you, supporting you, even, right? Even if they don't agree, right? Like there's been stuff people have said, well, I think we're going to do this. And I, I've said, I don't agree with it. I think it's selfish. I think it's not going to end well but I don't bail on them. Man, I'm going to, I'm still going to, I'm going to fight for them. I'm going to, I'm going to speak truth and love with them. I'm going to encourage them. Right. That's the church. That's community that we need. We don't need people walking out the door when they should be walking in. You bring up, you bring up community and couples in the church and everything. How much do you let other people in on the details of what's going down? Do you let people in on the ideas and the strategies of your separation? Again, I think it's got to be specific and if in very few people. Yeah. Uh, mm. And it's got to be people who aren't just on your side. They got to be people who are for your marriage not just for you uh, because we know how to, we know how to get our own team, right? We know how to, to stack the team. Um, but absolutely. I, I think and spin the story and get yeah. people to buy into our story. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And so, so I, I think we've got to have people in our life who, you know, if we're going to go through strategic separation, who, who, who a are going to be able to speak the truth and love to us, um, you know, who know how to fight for a marriage or if they've been divorced and, and healed through it, they know how to have some, some advice to go through it. That's healthy. I, absolutely. I think it's, I think it's beneficial. You need, you need a safe space to go uh, and have conversations. My wife has been that for a lot of women who just 
share what they need to share in the rawness of what they share without somebody making a judgment or condemnation on them. Um, but then at the emotions dies, then she's able to have a, an honest Christ-centered response, um, both for them and caring for them and then for their marriage. And that's what you have to be able to do. That, that's, that's wise biblical counsel. You know, that's what God says in Galatians 6, 1, right? If anyone who is struggling, you who are spiritual, restore such a brother or sister in a spirit of humility and gentleness. And so there's having some maturity around you is so important. And that, that idea of, of restoration is the picture in the Greek of, of resetting and restoring a bone that's been broken, right? Yeah. And not just, not just trying to get your marriage back on track, but, but helping you get healthy. It's about the person, right? And so, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Those conversations uh, help. Even the best marriage of two unhealthy people is not all that best. That's right. Man, yeah. there are so many, so many directions we could keep going with this conversation. I think we've got, well, we need to have you back a few more times, <laughs> but you know, there's, you, need, there's man. you know, how do you show up for a couple that that's going through that? How do you show up as a mentor and a guide and wise counsel? Uh, you know, I want to talk about that sometime the, the, you know, there are times when it, it just comes down to divorce is, you know, I, I hate to say that, yeah. but know. there are times when it, it's going to end that way. It's, exactly right. And you can't do anything about it. It's Absolutely. the least worst thing. Yeah. But um, I just wanted to talk for, for one moment as we wrap up about, you know, just reconciliation. It's possible. I think you and I have both seen this in, in just about every kind of circumstance. Yeah. Like it is possible. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it, it, you, you have to make the choice. It's so important. If you wait for the feelings before you act, you'll never act. Yeah. You know, um, our emotions never, you know, that's where scripture talks about the heart is deceitful above all else. Who knows it? God. And so it's at the end of the day, man, knowing that our hearts are locked that way, we, we have to come to the point of what we know to be true in scripture and just say, okay, God, I don't believe this right now. I know what your word says. I don't believe it, but God, I'm still going to trust it. And just because I don't feel it right now, I'm, I'm going to step out and I'm going to choose to follow. I'm going to choose. And I'm just going to trust right now as much as I, in a little bit of faith that I'm just going to trust. Okay. You're going to find a way to, to make the feelings follow. Mm-hmm. And I've had to, sh- and I've seen couples do that where they don't feel the love for their wife or their husband or the commitment. They're done, but they love the Lord. They, they really do want their marriage to be what it could be and should be, but they don't feel like it. They don't feel like fighting. They don't feel like showing up. And at those moments, that's where, man, you've got to make that choice to say, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm going to step out. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to trust that God the feelings will follow yeah. uh, feelings will follow my faith. Um, and, and usually faith will never follow your feelings. And so having that, 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 because restoration absolutely is possible. You know, what gets, here, here's another little thing. What if it's only one sided? Mm-hmm. If your spouse is not committed, but you are, that's what we see a lot of. And, uh, and so my, my <laughs> encouragement and counsel has been, then you, you stay faithful. You do what you can do and you trust God to do what he can do um, because you never know what God is doing behind the doors of the hearts of those, that other spouse by one act of I, true story. There was a counseling moment going on and a couple was, I mean, she was done emotional 
switch done. <sighs> Could not think of anything good to say about her husband. So much pain in the past. He's fighting now. He's, he's woken up saying, oh my gosh, I've been, I've been a jerk. She's like, yeah, welcome to my world. I'm done. <laughs> she stepped out, you know, and again, having this conversation about faith, right? She stepped out and the weirdest things, it's the weirdest things that draw us back to remembering and celebrating the people that we love in our life and our marriage. Um, the smell of a soap reminded her of an event that had happened in their relationship. And she felt a positive emotion from that and remembered something good. And it gave her hope. And she, she came back in and said, okay. And she, it kind of released and opened up her heart, right? To actually remember and celebrate something good about her marriage. And that was the beginning process. See, that is the key of, it's so important, man, to, to remember those things and celebrate those things and, um, because it's tied to those emotions. And so much, and you know this, even the physiological side of our, the amygdala and our emotion in our brain, when, when there's so much pain going on and so much past that we haven't dealt with, it shuts down our ability to remember and celebrate the good and to experience the pleasure of that relationship because all we have is the pain. And so, you know, there's a whole attachment theory that goes with that. But, but all that to say, man, it's so important to help couples. And, and every time I leave a coaching session, I won't leave without letting the couple celebrate something about the other person. Mm. I want them to leave with hope because that's who our God is, right? In season analyses and to give an answer for the hope that lies within you. And man, if we're going to give hope about something, we ought to have hope about the marriage that we have and about this person we've been spending 24 years with. There's got to be something that you can celebrate about them, something to be hopeful about, even in the midst of pain. And so helping them re-engage in that is so important. Um, and that, that just kind of helps them kind of feel and connect their heart, re-engage their heart again. Okay, you know what? There's hope. So hope is a big deal in this whole process of, of uh, strategic separation. Okay, Bill, yeah. I think we have to stop because Justin and I have to go ball our faces off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good ball. <laughs> but, oh man, this is such a, just a raw, tender conversation to have. And um, thanks for engaging us with it. No, absolutely. Any, anytime, man, I love hanging out with you guys. love supporting and just sharing life with y'all. And uh, anyway, man, I can, I can be part of that willing to do it. All right. So here's the thing, whether or not you've been in this circumstance or you know somebody who has, uh, what are you walking away from this episode with? Like, what are your takeaways? We want to challenge you to go and talk about it with your spouse because that's what this show is about. We bring people on to talk about important things so that you and your spouse have great conversation starters to, to dig in, to have meaningful conversations. So, Danielle, what are you, what are you taking away from this one? Well, one of the things that really popped out to me because um, I don't feel like right now we're in that place where we're in, you know, crisis mode or betrayal mode. But the thing that I really took away was the importance of having couples and community around you to do life with the nitty gritty, the ugly stuff, the pretty stuff, all of it. Um, 
not just Facebook friends, but those people that are really in your lives that you can share. Um, I, I love how he talked about sharing it with a few people. Yes. And it's those people that you can trust and that are going to lift up your marriage above all else, not take sides or pit one against the other. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's, it's that more than community tribe. Mm-hmm. Like the, that, those, those people who, are, who really know you right. and will call you on your crap when you start going, you know what, it's just easier if I go off and do this own thing. I, I think the other piece is, the, the reality is, um, wherever you go, there you are. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've got to be looking in the mirror. Like that, that's what a separation can do. When, when we lived apart for like nine months, when we first moved to Texas, yeah, it wasn't a separation out of, we're be- in a terrible place and everything. It was because everything. of job stuff. But, yeah. but we weren't in a great place. No. If we're really honest, we weren't in a great place. And we used that time and, and found that when we went back to the heart of our relationship, back to the first love, back to basics really yeah it it made a big difference and and so i i just i love that and i think i think we can go back to basics whether you're in a bad spot right now or not i agree so the challenge this week is to discuss this with your spouse what were your takeaways from this very tender episode so have the conversations that matter and then jump on over to the facebook group our community on facebook and Share your insights there. We're having some great conversations over in our community, and we want you to be a part of that. Yeah, so legendarymarriage.com slash community to join us. You can find the show notes for this episode at legendarymarriage.com slash 078. Finally, we want to help more couples have conversations that matter. So if you love the show, then please let us know. Jump over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review the show so we know how we're doing and other couples can find us. Have a great week. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We're thrilled to have you with us on the adventure. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you, Don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary.